Today is February 25th, Season 3, Episode 2, Decky Google Docs. How are we? We're fired up, baby. We got one hell of a conversation today that could fill about 100 pages of a Google Doc. J.C. Lippold, the coolest dude in the Twin Cities. Brief background. Yeah, okay, sorry. Coolest dude isn't a very brief background, but... uh. Let's see. Um, we ran into him while well, we ex- explain that later. He's a marathoner. He's a trainer. He's a coach. He uh, coached tennis for a while. Graduated from St. Thomas in 2004. The dude is a doer of all things and creates a lot of safe spaces. But I mean, it's a lot more than that. So marketing interns, enjoy the ride. There's a lot of great content, a lot of great golden nuggets. Feel free to message us and let us know what your golden nuggets are because we're always looking for that feedback. And if we've earned it, maybe shoot us a five-star review on iTunes. Yeah, why, why not? Why not? Just a five-star. But that's enough of us. Let's kick it to J.C. Lippold. Enjoy. Dude, you look good right now, man. Hey, thanks, bro. Alter Fitness has changed you. I mean, that Alter, I mean, before Alter, not trying to be that guy, but from podcaster to podcaster, yikes. Yeah, I know. Things were getting out of hand. My body was deteriorating pretty fast. Alter, though. Alter, man. You got good looking fast. How long has it been since you've been working out there? Um, it feels like forever, but these workouts are little quick 50-minute workouts, and I think I've been doing it for about two, three months now, ever since Vinny Amendola came on the podcast last yeah, season. Yeah, man. Don't stop. Can't stop, baby. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm not going to lie, though. My glutes are firing all day, every day. My hamstrings are a little sore. Just, yo, feel these bad boys right now. A little bad podcast. Ooh. Ooh. There's no dump, bro. You fill out those jeans nicely, man. Yep. First time in my life that I don't have dumpy pants, for all those that know. I've been having some dumpy pants for all of college, and now being post-grad workout guy at Alter, the dump is gone. We got to get these marketing interns in this place. Absolutely. So how, how, how would they find us, Andrew? You're going to go ahead and find Alter Fitness at alterfit.com, and on Instagram, you're going to look at their handle at alterfit. First week is free, which is seven chances to work out with the Back Pocket Boys. We love working out at 5 a.m. with Matt Wiest on Tuesday morning, Dr. Matt Wiest to Center Movement, and at 4.30 p.m., slide into the DMs, let us know when you want to go, and we'll meet you there so we can get our grind on. JC Lippold, welcome to the Back Pocket Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing so good. Thanks, guys. Oh, man. Where do we even begin? So I guess let's talk about how we uh, got in touch with you. So it's a long trail of people, but it starts with Dr. Matt Wiest, Center of Movement, just an absolute beast. I go to Alter one day. I think it was my very first day at Alter, and it's a 530 class right after. And he's like, he introduced me to all these people, and he goes, Declan, you got to meet JC He runs all kinds of marathons. He's perfect for your podcast. And then ever since then, we've always just been in touch, and here you are, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot of heart and Instagram posts, and uh, right? and and waiting for the time that that this could work. So yeah, it's it's gonna be fun to chat with you guys. Absolutely. So we found the mutual time, and we know a little bit about you. We talked offline, but our marketing interns don't. So we would love you to give just a brief background about yourself, maybe where you grew up, and then what you're up to right now. Yeah, uh, Brooklyn Center, born and raised. Uh, went to. Uh, Chapel Park High School, then St. Thomas in St. Paul. St. Thomas. Shout out, Thomas. When did you graduate there, by the way? 
I'm not dating you. I'm just I, getting some perspective. 2004. Nice, yeah. dude. Uh, right on. Ended up with a with a theology degree uh, for, nice. for, for, for my bachelor's. Um, and then um, was a youth director and a high school tennis coach and theater director for a real long time. Um, and then uh, about uh, eight, nine years ago, um, uh, entered into uh, the health and wellness field. Cool. Um, worked uh, with... Um, core power yoga and and solid core and um, now currently Orange Theory Fitness. Um, I'm a Lululemon ambassador, Fitbit ambassador. Um, I am a, a moderately slow to fast marathon runner. Um, uh, I just love love being around people doing doing things that they go, hey, um, this is a this is a moment I'm going to want to remember. Yeah. So um, I wrap my life around doing things like that. Holy Sweet. smokes, you're a fit guy. Hey. Yeah. He's so fit. Yeah. He's also just an ambassador, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you start. I here, one of my biggest questions when I saw that you're a theology major and then graduated with that, and now you're in fitness. What is what was that transition like, Rick? Right in your early college graduate yeah. years. Uh, so I had eight different uh, degree focuses before I wound up as as a theology okay. uh, theology major. Um, I think it was like halfway through my junior year, I'm like, and I'm going to go this way because every other degree that I was looking at, um, I was a education major with a couple different focuses. I was a, a geology major for a little while. Um, I was a music major, a theater major, all these things, um, were leading me to the point where I was asking the question, like, do I need a degree to, to be passionate and to actually engage within these different facets of, of, of being, of, of doing, um, and of course, with a lot of bachelor degrees, um, um, unless you're going into engineering or medicine or law, mm-hmm. um, you don't need a degree to, to do really awesome things. Uh, so then I thought, and um, uh, the theology department at St. Thomas is, is excellent and, and pluralistic and, and thoughtful. And uh, I've always been mesmerized by the fact that every single person believes in in something, whether it's Britney Spears or the Minnesota Twins or, or food or fitness or, or family or, or God or whatever. Everybody intrinsically believes in stuff. So I wanted to, to study that, the art of, of believing. Because if you can um, empower people to, to focus on that, uh, no matter what the field is, no matter what the, the mission or purpose is, uh, it's, it's going to apply. Um, so people always go, it's like, oh, what do you do with a theology degree? And I go, well, whatever it is that, that, that I do, because I got, I, I have one. Yeah. Um, um, and every single day I wake up and I go, okay, if people get to focus on what it is that moves them, whether they realize it or not, um, they're going to be as, as pure of themselves as, as, as possible. That's awesome. Whoa. So theology took you to youth minister, correct? Yeah. Um, which was, uh, a, a big thing to know about me i've never i've never applied for a job i've never sought a job um um at least that's that's still the case up until now um i consider myself to be a, a vocationed person so i i feel things out and i go oh this seems like a really cool opportunity uh so when i was and again it's all comes back to connections when i was in college i was a coaching high school tennis at champlin park and one of my kids um mothers was uh who would become my co-worker at at this um uh elca lutheran congregation up in the northwest burbs where i ended up working for eight nine years Whoa. um 
because um, I was a, I was a I was a coach and a, and a mentor and a um, a director um, right out of high school. Um, my high school tennis coach told me the only reason I ever made the team was because I worked harder than all my teammates, which made them work harder. Yeah. Um, and then he was also then the same guy who offered me um, the opportunity to, to coach um, the JV program the fall after I graduated high school. So, wow. um, so I had the opportunity um, then to go ahead and the next year take over the the head coach of the program. So, um, and that's 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 where I was super passionate. So then, yeah. um, I was like, oh, this 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 makes sense to then then be a youth director while I'm also doing these other youth focused things. Okay, so you just really found this passion early on then to just lead guide mentor people i mean you got a degree in building belief and then doing that i mean did you have to build the belief in yourself to kind of be able to find coaching and mentoring and all this stuff possible or were you always pretty confident you know uh i kind of backdoor most things i'm hyper anxious um um I was the little sissy kid who couldn't run a mile in elementary school, faked injuries to get out of, out of track and field day. My best friend was my piano. I started playing tennis because it was, I needed to do something. And it was the one sport that allowed me to at least be in proximity of other people, yeah. even though I had no idea how to form relationships with them. Uh, and the beautiful thing about that is then all of a sudden I started finding myself in these, in these spaces and opportunities to help other people connect. Um, and I didn't feel anxious in these situations. So, Whenever I find a space where that anxiety subsides, I know that there's probably something there that I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, in the- I, I, I often say in theory, I, I, I really love people. Uh, yeah. but, but in reality, if I could sit on my couch with, with, with my dog 24 hours a day and, 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 and be in that zone, that would probably be wonderfully ideal. And then, of course, I get in that moment and I go, what am I supposed to be doing? And, and, right. where, and where am I supposed to be doing it? Uh, which, and that's the thing that, that connects all these random little opportunities that I've had. Dude, I love that. And so you're transitioning then from being a coach and working at the, uh, what was the name of that church you're working um, at? Advent Lutheran up in Maple Grove. Okay, perfect. And then going from there to the fitness world and our connection with you through Matt Weist is all through, also through Alter working out with you there and uh Vinny and everybody associated so where did you really find yourself getting into fitness yeah so I was uh moving my piano out of a theater um and picked up my piano and my back kind of fell apart like a jigsaw puzzle um and uh that was the beginning of me uh kind of having a really um influential couple of months in my narrative uh I as a coach um, and, and, and you guys get this, like I was, I was a coach who was maybe two or three years older than, than a lot of my athletes when I started out. But of course they looked at me as if I was coach. So I felt like a hundred years older than them. And then as each year went by, I was legitimately getting older and older than them. Um, <laughs> Maple Grove Crimson boys tennis team, um, from near bottom of conference to a top state team. I mean, like just some baller kids. Um, and all of a sudden I broke my back and they were already more competent physically at, at, at being tennis players than, than I was then of course not being able to move, not being able to do, um, kind of knocked me into this place. Like, Oh my gosh, I'm absolutely a hundred percent incapable now of being this, this coach. Cause I can't physically play and journey with, with, with these guys anymore. So it made me start to think you know, like, where are my strengths and, and, and what makes me a good coach in the first place? Um, and it was grounded in the fact that I am, an observer. I am someone who deals more with, with what's going on in the mind and the heart 
than what's going on because of that in the body. And then, yeah, you know, so, so then all of a sudden I started going, okay, how do I, first of all, heal my own body so then I can get back to doing, doing what I do. And I walked into a, a, a core power studio on a Monday, a couple of days later, sat down with Vinny. I'm like, Hey, um, yeah, this is what I'm going to do now. And, and li- literally I'm like, I'm, I'm going to become a yoga teacher. I'm going to work for core power. It's all going to be great. And this is going to be, be what I do. And, uh, and Vinny was the and owner Vin, of Vin, the core uh, power. Vinny was, I think the area leader for, okay. for, for, for Minnesota at the time, but gotcha. he was also the person who, who was, was going to be leading that, that, that training that I ended up taking, um, a couple months later. Um, and, and Vinny, you know, off the cuff mentions like, Oh, you're going to manage one of these places one day. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, you're, you're, you're probably right. I mean, and again, in that moment where a person who does not ride with a lot of confidence, but, but tries to listen to things that even though they may not be sensical externally, internally, they feel really right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that was like, yeah, this is going to be where I do what I do really intentional spaces that welcome anybody and everybody that um, are focused on demystifying things that are often mystical or anxiety creating, like let's say yoga um, um, places that are incredibly accessible um, and places that are incredibly consistent. So then all of a sudden, if you walk in from the outside to the inside, how quickly can you go? Okay, I got it. I, I understand what this place is is about. I understand what the opportunity is. Uh, one of the hundred businesses that I have in my head that sooner or later will will or will not exist if it's supposed to or not supposed to. Um, I refer to as as the cultural intuition uh, the cultural intuitionist, where I'd love to walk into places, um, places of the business, places of the passion, where people go, oh, this is this is what I'm throwing all my time and energy into, and without knowing anything, it would start by me walking in and going, okay. I'm going to make tons and tons of assumptions and I'm going to put together a report of from someone who does not feel safe here, who does not know your passion and your root. Here's what I pick up by the way that, that you present yourself, the way that the language you use, the way your physical space is laid out. So then all of a sudden we can go, okay, what is your mission and your vision and your values and what's being received and how do we tie those two things together? Because whether we like it or not, we can go ahead and have have on paper and then have in in action and muscle and mind an idea but it's about what's being received um because that's what we care about we we care about our passion being understood my greatest fear and i'll say i don't have a lot of things that i'm afraid of but the one thing i'm most and i've always since i was a little kid most afraid of is being misunderstood i don't care if you like me or if you hate me i do really care if you don't get me um because as long as you get me, my anxiety can go down and I can just get back to doing whatever it is that I do. Um, and I think that's most people's goal. Because anyone who's doing anything, anyone who's riding a vehicle and creating this 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 opportunity to share what's in them, the only thing that they wish is that people go, cool, I get it. Um, like, 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 look at Alter. Uh, and so much of, of, of what drives me within the fitness and wellness world is... Um, kind of started at that at that at that first start of walking into core power which at the time was core power and orange theory i mean the, like those two entities have created the ground the the foundation of of this whole boutique fitness movement and yes. these the, these little these little spaces that charge more money than a lifetime or an la or whatever will and give you a lot less for it 
no daycare, no pool for the kids, no swim lessons. And because they're giving you something very focused and they know you, not just your name, but, but they know you and they invest in you. It's, it's changed the way that, that people move. The modern day church is the boutique fitness space. That's where people go to be broken, to be supported, to be open, to, to sweat, to feel, to be as human as possible. And to know that at the end of that experience, they're going to be changed because of it. So as, as, as we look at all of this, you know, people, people get to the place where, you know, they get so stuck on, on what their product is and they lose what they're trying to, to, to give. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so that's, that's, that's kind of the, the, the whole vehicle that I, that I ended up walking into the fitness space with, not yeah. for like muscles or, or, and if you just do this, then all of a sudden something, something great is, is, is going to be, be at the end for you. It's like, no, like be in a space where you feel alive. Um, and everybody walks into that. This is phenomenal. I mean, there's <laughs> so much to go off of here, so I'm going to try to, um, tackle it piece by piece. Rain me in. Rain, rain, rain you, Andrew. Say what's yeah, on De- your mind. Declan's Andrew. probably got a whole totally different route, but this is where I'll start. <laughs> First off, my hair was standing up when you were talking about just fitness in general and, and like the modern day church. I mean, I just came back from altar one hour ago and the amount of times that I went, I can do this. I can't do this. I can do this. I can't do this was insurmountable, countless. I don't even know how many times I said that in my mind. And then you have Vinny or someone around you pushing themselves yeah. and Vinny's encouraging you to get that next rep and just, oh, I can do this. And it's that I'm getting broken physically, but mentally there's people around me to support me. And I'm also getting broken down mentally, but there's people, again, supporting you. So you're spot on with that. And I completely vibe with every single thing you're saying. Um, and then going back even farther to like those assumptions that when you walk into a room, it doesn't even need to be fitness. But you kind of analyze um, how people are feeling, how people speak, um, how people walk, um, every everything from the feng shui in the room. Yeah. Um, and I'm curious if you've trained your mind over time to do to act this way, or has that been something innate in you from the from the get go to walk into a room and immediately s- absorb everything around you? I think it's a little bit of yes and yes. Uh, <laughs> good answer like i mean yeah. like like how often do you like when you're a kid you just like go am i as weird as i think that i am or or is this something i'll grow out of and i think we're getting better and better at supporting the weirdness that that we feel as as young people and going like hey what is that and where is that growing to i have spent a lot of time within and, and i'll say in, in in the youth directing chapter but also it mainly in the fitness chapter where um, like we're introducing people to Santa Claus, like, like, like we're saying, Hey, you've never been in this space before. And we're telling you that, that it's magical. And that, and that, that we look at, we, we, we look at each other in, in, a, in a way that you've never been looked at before. And you feel things that you never felt before. And people go, Psh. because it normally people walk into a space where they may end up having to transact money and funds and invest. And it ends up becoming a, a sales thing. But in reality, if we actually buy and believe into what we're investing in the money is 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 a secondary thing it's like hey okay i get it not now i invest so um when i was opening core power studios around the united states or um you know when i was you know uh you know walking into a, a place like solid core um, which is a really unique workout that is really hard to understand until you walk into it um, and all these places where, and we were talking a little bit, be, a little bit before, fitness is often set up as the, 
if it's successful, it's like, oh my gosh, it was so hard. I thought I was going to die. It was horrible. And I can't wait to go back. That doesn't sound very good to someone who hasn't been there yet, especially if they're not a person in that 3% of people who feel safe being that close to their edge of their physical capacity. Um, So I think I've trained myself very much to be sensitive to all the things that people walk into spaces like this with that they won't say out loud that they may not even know is there. Um, the, the assumption that the words in shape um, mean that this is going to be an easy, enjoyable experience to, to work out, to move, to sweat, to feel, to find that edge. And then to go, what do I do now that I'm here? I think if we can retrain and redefine those words into being, I appreciate the journey of maybe going past that edge of having to stop, of having to take a break, of having to take an option and to go, and this does not make me lesser of a human being. Um, and again, like you guys are, are collegiate athletes who forever are going to look back at your times and go, these are the moments that I was absolutely capable and strong and succeeded. And here are the times that I was not capable nor strong and I succeeded. And all of a sudden we go, so what are the rules? What are the steps? There aren't any. It's messy. It's hard. And I've spent the last nine years getting to be in spaces like this and going, hey, what can we create? And what's here that may not be being seen right now? How do you, so how do you manifest like a space? Because a lot of what you're saying is, um, you know, we're using fitness as the platform. We're using like Alter as an example for this space that is kind of like this utopian type awesome thing. And it is. Um, but how do you go to from the idea of this space of what you want to accomplish, your why, everything, and then manifesting that maybe outside of fitness or something else, or maybe something that you actually something else that you believe in? How do how does it? What's like the step one? You know? Yeah. Uh, step one is, and I feel like this is. I think this word still has a little bit of potency left, but we're definitely probably tapping it. Um, the concept of vulnerability. Okay if you can find a space where you can be extremely uncomfortable in, uh, I started a, a little project I actually changed my Instagram name a handful of months ago to, uh, the sweaty nomad. Um, the idea was, um, with the sweaty nomad project, I was going to go into a different space every single day to, to sweat. Um, and I did it for a month and it was, it was exhausting and, enriching and mind-blowing and really fruitful um what were some of the places that you experienced was it all fitness or was it like meditation and even sweating and like those experiences so it it, within this first month it was all um it 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 was all some degree of, of 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 workout of 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 movement uh and then as classic as as my narrative often goes i got so overwhelmed and so um flooded with the opportunity because by the time I got two, three weeks into this, I was getting messages from people. I mean, I was getting messages from people in Australia being like, Hey, you, you, Hey, come here. Hey, Hey, try, try this. Hey, do this. Hey, da, 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 da. Because what I was providing and then I was, I was Instagram living, um, um, afterwards. Um, and I wanted to do it in as non, um, shaped and 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 packaged type of way to be like hey i just got done here's here's what i'm thinking about 
and the thing that I took away, and I think the thing a lot of people took away was that it's hard to recreate that moment that people feel the first time they walk in somewhere. Because the goal of ent- of any entity is to get people past discomfort to comfort so then they can join the party. But that means you spend that long in a moment of discomfort, and that's the biggest moment for anybody within their their narrative with within their physical journey within any, within any journey that they're walking into in terms of like per- personal growth personal and... growth yeah like gotcha. like uh wh- where am i going to college um uh where do i when am i going to propose who am i who am i going to work for um am i going to like still be a twins fan next season you know, like <laughs> like 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 all these things bring you to the place that you having to risk being open uh and in that, in that moment of vulnerability, I'm really, really blessed to every single morning wake up with a great deal of, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to go do all the things that I have to do. Like when, whenever I actually uh, have to coach. Um, so um, I don't do it a lot anymore outside of um, Fitbit local events or I coach a couple classes a week at Orange Theory the whole day before I have a stomach ache. Because I'm just like, oh, like to be on and to be on microphone and to be to be that the 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 lens shaper for for people's experiences, which I know the powerful things that happen in moments like that. I'm I'm scared out of my uh, out of my mind, because what if I mess up their experience? And I think the thing that keeps these experiences so fresh. I mean, let's let's look at Doctor Matt. Like Doctor Matt is when he co- when he pros at Alter. He's never done this before. Like, this is the first time he has straight up facilitated fitness. Now, of course, he's like a giant of a man and, and, and an athlete and and super thoughtful and super sensitive and he connects with everybody, da 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 da. But, like, why are Tuesday morning classes so full? Is it because he's really strong? He's got a lot of muscles, so he fills the classes. No, everyone alters got big muscles and they're all awesome and they're and and all the class are full but how can someone who's never done this before come in and create vulnerability openness thoughtfulness ah asks for feedback shakes a thousand hands like all like all those things yeah. are often the things that get left aside because the ego voice gets louder and we go okay now I'm comfortable I love that like I love that we can embrace more and more that maybe the truest gift and like what we should aspire to be is not, okay, now I got it down. Now I'm a master teacher. Now I'm a master professional probe. No, I'm a master student. I'm a master being present person with all the things that are happening around. Oh yeah, dude. It's kind of hard to put these skyline specs on when you're wearing these headphones and you're trying to read ads. But I'll tell you what, I pretty much wear these skyline specs anywhere else in the world. Uh, I, I walk around town and people are like, yo, what are those? I'm like, these are some wooden engraved sunglasses called Skyline Specs. And they're like, man, what spe- what Skyline is that? And and it's like, well, I'm rooted in Denver. I have the Denver Skyline on the side of, uh, of the side of my glasses because that's where I'm from. That's what I really care about. But it's not just me repping Denver. It could be you, the marketing interns, repping some back pocket sunglasses. It could be repping the Minneapolis, the St. Paul Skyline. Hell, maybe even the L.A., maybe the San Francisco Skyline. Go check them out. Go get yourself a pair of sunglasses from the Back Pocket Podcast. Tell them we sent you. SkylineSpecs.com. That's S-K-Y-L-I-N-E-S-P-E-C-S.com. Dude. All right. I'll, I got something right here. Please. So, okay. Man. 
that's amazing. So when we graduate college, when we graduated, I mean, a lot of it was like, great, I get to turn my brain off for once and like not have to stop. And I get to like kind of take it back seat, put learning on the back seat or something. Um, but what this podcast has challenged us to do is always learn, you know, and yeah. I sit here for our favorite job and just listen to someone's story and like try and capture that. And a lot of it um, has challenged myself, you know, listening to myself and being more aware of what's going on. And I think what drives me crazy a lot of the times is I don't really know what a five-year plan is for me. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's 10 years down the road. People ask me those questions all the time. They ask us, what's the five-year back pocket plan? You know, and you try and plot all these things out. But what you just said, like, really struck a chord in me in, this, in the sense that it's like, if I can focus on, you know, being vulnerable, transparent, authentic, live with gratitude, humility, and kind of just keep that ball rolling, who cares what's in front? You know, those are all the core things that people need to have success and the success isn't money necessarily, but happiness. So thank you. <laughs> That's nuts. You're welcome. But at the same time too, hopefully we get to the place where we see that these things do create money. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. It, it, Great it, point. And it's so how, how, how often have we been, okay, well, here's the things I'm passionate about. So this is what I do on the weekends. And this is what I do when, when it's just like, ah, uh, no, no. Here's my job, and this is the way. This is the way that that it works in the job world. And this They're is just the like way it separate works. entities. Yeah, way, yeah, yeah. And I just go, no. Uh, mm, the the word corporate is a really icky word with things that mm, have passion attached to them. Why why can't a fitness studio have ten thousand locations and serve? a hundred million people and make billions and billions and billions of dollars because that passion hopefully should be shareable. It, it should be replicable. Yep. Um, but it's like, no, well, well, if, if this gets too big or, or if it gets corporate, then, then it's going to lose what's special about it. I'm like, in my mind, corporate is, is equitable to, to consistency. Um, and consistency means that you're going to be able to believe in this thing and buy into this thing and rest on this thing, and it's not going to go anywhere. So how do we create things that that, that are sustainable? Because then all of a sudden what we're looking at is not protecting this, this, this special thing or going, okay, we need to create this, this big, monstrous, sexy, marketed, like, ooh. Like, Fire festival? Yeah, like this is where Justin Timberlake's going to go to 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 – jump on a treadmill it's yeah. like a, a treadmill is a treadmill is a treadmill uh, a, a, a pull-up bar is a pull-up bar a box is a box a, a yoga class is a yoga class it's like why are we doing it if aliens showed up one day and walked into a fitness space and looked at what we were doing what would they think like like <laughs> it, it it looks it looks like there's no great purpose to it um or no great rhythm or no great harmony and all of a sudden you talk to people who find a space where they can be everything that they are. Cause it's funny. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm probably successful in fitness because I am not actually super, super in shape relative to the fitness professionals who, um, yeah. who, 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 who maybe are, are held up as like, oh, look at their muscles, right? Dr. Matt Wiest. It, yes. <laughs> well, but it's so funny because 
think about think about all the if you were going to say okay what are the top 10 things um that you love about dr matt like i'm assuming at least eight of them are not going to be how like long it takes you to run around his leg like like it's like like monstrous legs muscly like big kettlebell swinging canadian yeah right (laughs) no it's 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 he knows my name um super thoughtful and gets super like passionate about like nerdy body stuff that that you're just like i don't even know what you're talking about dude um but because he cares da ba da ba da ba da and especially because he can be soft and from the outside looking in be like oh that dude's gonna like rip me in half Mm -hmm. (laughs) i you know um like we're in this age of appreciating the soft skills appreciating the, the, the the holistic approach to to everything um the world is. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm getting my master's degree right now in leadership from from, from Augsburg, um, and I say that because um, I'm quoting a book by someone I don't remember who, and it'll come to me later. So I'll I'll, I'll give merit uh, when when it comes back in my head. But but like the world is changing um, today less than it will any other time. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look up the book. She man. she was she's like. A, <laughs> Uh, ima- imagine, imagine it for it is the name of the book. Oh, Beth Comstock. Beth Comstock. My Thank mom you. I, I bought that. that. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, you go. Yeah, my mom shipped it to us. Oh yeah, his mom shipped it to us. Legit. I bought yeah. my mom that book for Christmas because I thought she'd enjoy it. Small world. Small world. Small world. Yeah. But like, doesn't it make you want to throw up that like change is happening slower today than any other day in the rest of the history of this world? Wait, why is that though? Can you go back to why? If if, if you think. Every single, every single thing that we hold dear and near, um, I mean, how, how often are we desensitized to going like, oh, we, we, we can't buy into um, another Beth Comstock m- moment that I'm going to butcher. Uh, like the average lifespan of a Fortune 500 company 75 years ago was like 100 years, 75 years. It, it was super, super long. Yeah. The average lifespan of a Fortune 500 company now Super short, super short, super, super short. And you go, well, gosh, how do we not, does this mean we can't believe in the, like, sure, okay, like, like God bless America, but also like Coca-Cola bless America and like, like General Electric bless America, like all these things that we go, here are the things that we know are never, ever going to change. No, everything's changing. Like everything is getting so much faster and so much more volatile, which means that the only thing that we ever have that we can hold on to anymore is 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 us it, and you know it, the, the holistic self i mean when i was coaching tennis i got rid of all court conditioning because my guys were were training 900 hours a day like every professional athlete because now if you're a high school athlete you need to be mm-hmm. from school to sport to more sport to more sport and you can't be a three-sport athlete anymore um, because you need to do your sport yeah. so i'm like i don't need i don't need to teach you guys to be tennis players i need to teach you guys to be human beings so we got rid of court conditioning we started doing yoga every day and all these kids with no frontal lobe development who are like smacking the rackets on the ground and not knowing how to deal with what they're feeling all of a sudden are like smiling and freaking out their opponents because they're down dogging when their opponents are running killers and all of a sudden state champs you know and you just go okay what's what's happening here and you go okay like you have 17 year old dudes who are like hugging each other because they're like oh my gosh like this is our mighty ducks moment. Like, mm-hmm. like this is what we're going to remember 25 years from now. Not because we threw up on the court, but because we like actually connected with one another. That just made me realize. I truly believe that Declan and I 
were in the time frame when that realization was implemented into athletics mm-hmm. because early high school, middle school, run your ass in the ground. Yep. Um, you're just going to become better through exhaustion. Work together to be together. Yeah, it was just the consistency yep. of, you know, remember the Titans type, yep. type Miracle, mantra. Miracle, remember the Titans, exactly. Yes. Yep. And then there was a switch, and um, my football program implemented yoga uh, my junior and senior year, and then I got to college and there wasn't yoga freshman year, and then there was yoga and meditation implemented my sophomore year and all the rest through college. And hearing how you implemented it into your tennis program, there was that snowball effect of people grabbing from another resource saying, hey, we need to fill that cerebral um, court, what frontal do you call cortex. frontal cortex? Yeah, frontal lobe. Yeah, to deal with like I, I have that same issue. I would sma- if I were to play tennis, I'd be smashing the racket early in my career because I was just and uh, but people realize that that isn't going to be fixed through bench pressing or running gassers. You need to actually address those type of things through yoga is a great example. Yeah, yeah. I also like uh, the term physically loose, mentally tight. Yeah. Um, I forget who said it. Arthur Ashe, I want to say. You, did he play tennis? He did. Okay, cool. This is all coming around. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just like the idea that being physically loose, mentally tight, I mean, just understanding that the mind has all the power, mm-hmm. you know? And I think coaching the mind is a big deal. And I And we make fun, like, I make fun of, like, the Instagram life coaches all the time. Yeah. But at the same time, dude, why not? Well, like, I get that it's funny that, like, you're a life coach and you're 25 years old, but if you're willing to give yourself to other people just to help them out and help them train their mind because that's what's really important, hey, whatever, man. More power Go for it. More, more power to them. So mm-hmm. I I think, like Andrew said and like you, like you said, is there is, like, a really cool movement right now to, you know, be more vulnerable, transparent, and all those things. But in order to really do that and be confident in it is in the mind. I'm fed up with networking events. And by no means is that a controversial thing to say at all. But, you know, I'm I'm going out on a limb here and I'm trying to say that all I want to do is enjoy some beer and have some conversations. Is that too much to ask? Well, Dak, you could have said that a little bit better. But what he's trying to say is some of the best conversations and more importantly, collaborations, that's what Lincoln Drink is all about. Have those conversations with local hustlers, entrepreneurs, creatives, and people right here in the Twin Cities sandbox. Yes, and this will be the fourth of its kind. It's still in its nascency. Nascency. But boy, is it growing. We're stoked to have you. Remember this time and place. We'll give you some time. Grab some pen and paper. Write this down in your notes right now. Remember this. May 8th at Finnegan's Bruco. That's May 8th at Finnegan's Bruco. It's nuts. So going to Augsburg, this was recent, uh, addressing the master's degree? Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, I started thinking about it back in the day if it would be um, cost-efficient and uh, intelligent decision to get a second degree yeah. that's going to cost a lot of money and probably won't ever create a, a straight line to a financial response. But um, uh, master's leadership, uh, people go, oh, what do you do with a master's in leadership degree? I go, oh, the same thing you do with an undergrad in theology. Uh, because no one ever asks the questions like, let's say you buy a new car. It has never been uttered. Oh, what do you, what, what, what do you, what, what are you going to do with a new car? Like, and that investment so quickly 
whittles away. Like a new car is not a new car for very long. Mm -hmm. And after five years, like what is it worth? And it creates a, a vehicle, right? We've used that. We've used that word a lot. Like what is like, what does education create for you? Oh my gosh. Um, you can't sever yourself from like being educated and enlightened more than you were yesterday uh, and the day before that and the day before that. But sitting down in a classroom again has been the best, um, the best thing because amidst all the other things that I do uh, going, Nope, I have to study. I have to think about something that I innately care about. And even the, like the, the science of leadership, um, it's a soft science and it's, you know, it's, it's not a program that maybe would have been around in the same degree 15 years ago or 30 years ago, because it would all all kind of been washed into like an MBA program or like, Oh, let's, 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 let's train you to be leaders. Uh, but I think in whatever way that I feel called to serve people, whether you're serving people from. Okay, I know hands don't work on podcasts, but um, it's on YouTube too. Oh, don't perfect. Worry. Okay, so like, like if we go, like here's here's the student. You can be a teacher student. You can be a teacher student, or you can be a teacher student. This just creates messiness. Like, like this is being where, at the same level yeah, as your students. Yeah, it's it, it, it's like, hey, we're all like 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 we're all right here. Um, like we are right. Um, yeah. but if 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 we're trying to to guide or lead, um, um, this can sometimes create not movement um if we're here teacher has student doesn't student looks at teacher like this this never creates a sustainable model because if all of a sudden the teacher goes away the student if we look at if, if we look at knowledge as a as a uh, a product that 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 stales and, and 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 sooner or later you know um loses its 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 vibrancy because as the world changes so does the way that we look at things change mm-hmm. um then then this this student is is left with without right but if we if we teach from here which right, is it, below the student yeah yeah but, but below the student so so if the if the if the student has everything and we're just poking at the student and we're empowering the student we're coaching the student we're making the student wrestle and 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 own and answer um then even just after a second that student has has more uh mm. uh one of my great friends and and, and teachers from, from the core power world um joel Klossler, um um you know challenged me to to try to facilitate without using any i language um so not like i want you to or um uh i used to or i feel this as or i need to or even using we language Right. Th- like, think about it in this, like anytime a facilitator, especially in a workout, like that's really, really hard. Whenever the facilitator goes, okay, we're gonna, like, I want to scream. No, no, we're not. I am. You aren't. You're walking around the room and like changing the tunes and like high five. And like, I'm, I'm about to like heave a lung out onto the floor. Um, <laughs> we are not doing anything. Um, how do we allow that student to, to do what the student kind of walked in there for. Cause then all of a sudden students start walking into this experience, not because mom or dad told them to, or because I'm an affluent American kid and I just graduated from high school. So now I need to go to undergrad cause now undergrad's not even enough anymore. So I also then need to go ahead and figure out what I'm doing under after undergrad, or I'm not going to be able to be a successful human being. And when that kid starts going, huh? And by kid, I mean any mm, removed kid learner when that learner goes 
okay, I'm actually doing this because I care because I am selfishly taking time for myself. Um, the more, when we spend a lot of time being selfish, we're a heck of a lot better prepared to be selfless. Like when mm. people can walk into going, I'm going to spend X number of dollars on a gym membership so I can have an hour for myself and not for anybody else. How much better is that person at being the mom, the dad, the doctor, the teacher, the friend, the whatever we're getting so much better at doing things for ourselves and not going like, Oh, this is my little thing for myself. No, it's like, this is my time so that I can go be really, really good at being the, the servant, being the, the person who's, who's bettering other people's days. Mm-hmm. Dude. Spot on. I, I love mean, it, man. You um, got to the, what I was going to bring up about leadership and management. I was, that was my major at St. Thomas uh, business leadership and management and business communications. And like combining those two majors was learning how to care. Yeah. And I was like, that would be my takeaway. And you went from leadership and Beth Comstock and all that. And then yeah. you, you've said the word care. And I'm like this, we're on the same wavelength with leadership and with just being a human. Um, Another relatable human thing that we care about here at the back pocket is uh, the average quality. I was going there. Had a boy. <laughs> so we, this is, a, this is a thing we're going to like really get at now that it's season three. It's our third year doing it. Relatable human things. <laughs> That's our tagline. That's, there you go. It should be. It, it really should be. It should be a button you hit. Any, yeah. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew and I at this point, we just like know that it's average quality time. I don't know how I do it. Yeah. I think it may be 120 podcasts now into this thing. I think hey. we we'll start to figure it out. But anyways... What is your average quality, JC? Yeah, we, we got there. So uh, I've been thinking about it for the last 24 hours. Uh, and I think it's wrapped within uh, the act of being being physical. I do physical things. I work in being physical because I've never, ever been comfortable doing it, nor good at it. Uh and, and again, like, like what, what, what is it within being an athlete? Like I am the self-professed, I want to be the athlete and it's not the natural thing for me. My brother is the alpha. I'm the beta. My brother's the doer. I'm the feeler. So I've literally wrapped myself within this constant state of my weaker self or my, my, my inferior, um, being within that I find all the strength, all the success, all the love, all the happiness, all the, all the stuff. Uh, I mean, for if, 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 if I look at the opportunities I've had over the last X number of years being within this fitness world, um, and people will talk about, it's like, Oh, like what's your PR, you know, uh, what's your, what's your, what's your goal crushed? Um, my, my answers are always within uh, showing up or or sticking with like like I, I I'm a Cal Ripken of a, a, a of an athlete like like 82 I was born in 82 his rookie year was 82 like, like there, there there's something on purpose there because you often don't raise up um, the non alpha ego driven elements of of being physical um, and those are the things that I that I've really kind of fallen in love with and I think I um, daily I'm reminded by my non physical prowess. Yeah. Um that we can find strength from passion more than we can find strength from 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 talent. 
Um, okay. Um, so I'm still digging, but mm-hmm. but 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 the thing I took away from that, and I was like, hey, I don't know if I I, I don't know if my AQ word is 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 going to jump out once I start talking about it, but the fact that you got me thinking about it, um, that's that's a win. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a win. That's it. And that's going everything. off that Cal Ripken approach or mindset is you always show up. Cal mm-hmm. Ripken never missed a game. Yep. And whether you're not the most physically fit instructor or person in the fitness yep. industry you're always going to show up and you're always ready to improve because you're aware, Hey, I'm not the best one out there, yep. but I need to be a little bit better today. I'm going to show up tomorrow. Yep. Damn cool. Um, and then going right off that, the back pocket core questions, um, what's in your back pocket as JC Lippold, as a marathon runner, as a youth minister and a tennis coach, all these different things. What's in JC Lippold's back pocket. Yeah. Um, appreciation. Uh, I, I love that I have so many stories that I just kind of put in my back pocket and that story attaches to, to the, the people who, who, who I've met along the way and who I hold very near and dear. Um, uh, I'm a connector, like, like the words often attached to me. It's like, Oh, you're a connector, you're a connector. And I go, "Mm, I'm an, I'm an appreciator. I'm very appreciative of the people that, that I get to, uh, share space with from the time they walk into the door. It's like, you are here. Like a golden retriever response. Someone walks in, the golden retriever goes, <gasps> instinctually they jump. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that, that I have that, that response. Uh, that's my back pocket. Yes. Dude, I love that, man. I freaking love that. During the off season, we just kept falling into traps in the apparel industry. It's a dicey business. How do you mean? Uh, you just can't Google custom made gear for starters who do you trust it's a lot of money up front with really no guarantees and they kind of rip you off the first few companies on google google not a damn sponsor but seo is tough man these companies are paying for ads and you just don't know which way to go we have no creative juices they just really aren't worth our business you're spot on we spent two years trying to find a fresh and trusty custom gear manufacturer and that's when we ran into Visionary Manufacturing. Or should we say, Visionary Manufacturing found us. Blake Anderson, the founder, awesome guy. We're talking to him every week about custom-made back pocket gear, and he's been the man. So we want you guys to utilize this resource. Yeah, if you guys are looking for some trusty custom apparel ink, book through us, and we'll give you a sweet discount. Hit us up at backpocket at visionarymfg.com. That's B-A-C-K-P-O-C-K-E-T at visionarymfg.com. That link will be in the show notes of this very podcast. That's amazing. So doing like all the things that you do, creating all these spaces, you know, doer of all things, like you've said before, there's one thing, if money wasn't an option, what what would be the one thing that you'd want to do? Yeah. There's one thing. Uh. Um, if there was one thing, if, if money wasn't the, the option, um, it would be, it's not what it is, but, 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 but it's why I would do it. Nice, I, dude, it's, good. it's like, I would, Oh, I would travel. I would travel. And, and, and here's why I would travel. I think the sweaty nomad project could be a really, really like groundbreaking thing. If it existed globally, if, if all of a sudden I was going to hop into a plane and go to go to Athens to take a to take a hit class and then to go to to go to 
Johannesburg and then go to Sydney and go to Buenos Aires and go, hey, yeah. what are the things like like you're talking about before? What are the things that that are going to um, resonate um, no matter where you are? Like, like like what are those things when we are uncomfortable that pop up that every single human being go, cool. Yep. I get that. Yeah. Um, I get that. That's me, too. Yeah. Oh. Where do you, okay, so now now I got my business mind thinking of how we can make this happen because, are, this, I mean, are there hit classes in all these places you just named? Or is yeah. that Okay, so this is a feasible thing that you can mm-hmm. do. Oh, man. And I feel like if you turn it into like a whole vlog experience. And this like, could be the diners, drive-ins, and dives of fitness. How much would people want to sit and watch the spaces that, I mean, again, like, like people are comfortable walking into restaurants. People aren't comfortable walking into a fitness space. Yeah. So it's like if you can give a a, 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 a mind's eye um, within a space yeah, and see me sweating and shaking and like looking down at the floor and like acting like I got a text message so I can look at my phone when I'm the new guy and who doesn't know anybody. Yeah. Like, like those very real experiences. I mean, again, that's, I think that's why um, so many people love having influencers in their space. It's yeah. not because it's like, oh, this person goes there. It's because, okay, regardless of who this person is, I just want to see. I want to see what this is going to look like, what this yeah. narrative is, is is going to bring me to. Well, and another thing, too, if if they see, like, you going somewhere and they love you. Exactly, yes. You know. And then, and then once that relationship, like, like it, it exponentially grows that, yeah. that, that vision. That mm-hmm. word of mouth or that, you know, trust in yeah. you, trust in that place. What It, it could get to the point where you become famous and then people start following to where you go work out. And then at that point, crap. Now you're now everyone you're, you're walking into spaces where people know you already, but that's the <laughs> weird thing because like I, but I go every, like I work out everywhere. Yeah. And yeah, and, yeah. and that's if you like, Oh, like, like where should I work out? Or yeah. like, or like where, well, where do you work out? I go, well, um, like during a month, I'm normally at alchemy, solid core, alter, orange theory, fly feet. Um, City Lakes CrossFit. Yeah. I'm running outside. I'm grabbing some Taco Bell. Um, I've heard you love Taco Bell. Oh, so good. Number eight, crunchy Taco Bell, hot blast, no ice, chicken quesadilla, side of cinnamon twist, and yes, I'll have some hot sauce, please. Wow. <laughs> every time? Every oh, time. Every time. I every am, time. Oh, every time. Talk about consistency. Every time. Mm. Yep. That's, <laughs> yo, that's that, unbelievable. Yo, that's bananas, dude. Oh, That's awesome. Yeah. Going back to that, uh, so an influencer... Um, you know, drives why someone would come to that um, fitness or some type of um, place. We are, have now tagged our podcast as a local influencer podcast because of the fact that um, the person that we're exchanging conversation, exchanging words with, they are an influencer and it doesn't need to be that number on Instagram yeah. that says I have 1,000 followers, I have 10,000 followers. It's more so that your story and the way you move, the way you talk, will influence someone yeah and it will be really cool and there's that impact um so we're trying to retrain people's minds of that influencer because people are saying from the fire festival um all influencers are those are models or someone that's on instagram that's doing really cool things no that's not what an influencer really means it's someone that it's every single person it's innate in every single person and and in and it to influence someone is just to um exchange emotions exchange a habit exchange movement with someone and you're absorbing that and that's how you're going to influence um so we want to retrain everyone's minds to believe that an influencer is every single person not that instagram number yeah i mean and and that's it like when i'm facilitating facilitators when i'm 
um, training people to 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 train. I always speak about um, walking through the discomfort. Like the job of a, of a facilitator is to walk into the discomfort, risking to influence another person to say, "Hey, I see you. Hey, I'm thinking about you. Hey, um, whether we like it or not, um, we are in a space." that we can have an effect on one another. And that effect can either be really good, really bad, um, or we could miss this opportunity. Da ba da ba da ba da. And again, like sometimes like like we're slamming people right now being like, oh, like everybody has an Instagram. Everybody everybody wants to um to have a face or a voice or so and so forth. That's like, well what if we like what if we flip that and rather than going, ah, oh, everybody, we go, everybody everybody is we get excited about it yeah right because then all of a sudden like four tommy's sitting in a little room on floral (laughs) chairs um these are pretty sweet by the way and we buy in yeah right and we go this this is really important Mm -hmm. um because it it is do it phenomenal i love that man i think that's that's amazing that's in the essence what we want like from the moment that we've started this podcast and even talking offline is this is our this is our goal. This is our mantra is the things that you're trying to do on a daily basis is we want everyone to see those type of things and appreciate those type of things and try to incorporate one of those into their lives. And you're a great example of slowly going about it to, to eventually um, take more in and become better on a daily, daily basis. And, and now you want to be a better leader. So you take a master's degree, uh, your whole story. I'm 22 years old sitting here. I'm like, this is the mindset. I got to just, Try to emulate, emulate, but you know, just try every single day. I'm not gonna be perfect. My, I'm a wildly average guy here. Um, having a podcast at seven o'clock at night on a mo- it's today Monday. Today's Monday. Today Sam, on a Monday. Have the, the camera over there, you silly goose. And uh, oh, sorry. And just absorbing another man's conversation. It's, it's it's really cool. I believe. Yeah, it's phenomenal, man. Should we trap it to the back end? Yeah, let's trap the puck here. Um, before we get to our final two questions, uh, we like to challenge ourselves here at the back pocket who would you challenge us to get on the show besides beth comstock i'm already working on her but beth comstock um hmm. this is really good uh how about i'm actually uh let's let's do a beth comstock uh connection okay so uh there's a a firm um proteus um, um i'm actually having coffee with um with their their COO um, coming up, but uh, they it, it it's it, it's a firm that that helps companies um, talk about about leadership and about growth. Um, uh, they're North Loop um, um, based, well New York okay. and, and, and North Loop. Oh. But um, uh, I think uh, um, one of a couple people over there. Um, it, 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 it's a pretty small team, but but it, it, everything we, we we've been talking about from you know on, on the largest of scales. They they help people um, train train these skills and, and within their systems that people train 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 these skills. Um, Wait, so what is it exactly? Sorry. So 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 Proteus is a is 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 a leadership um, is a is a company that 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 helps companies um, grow, grow grow leadership within their team. Gotcha. Uh, uh, their their founder is is a Beth Comstock. Um, kind of a disciple um, in yes. the coaching tree yes. guru yes mm-hmm. um uh she's she, she she she's out in new york but um um 
and of course the the the, the second we hop off i'm gonna have probably about another like 300 names perfect yeah that's awesome man yeah. so just anyone from proteus yeah and they're in our backyard yeah easy okay. that's right. why yeah it's just like two blocks over yeah, excellent yeah. we'll make that happen yeah. awesome well Looking thank you for that. that thank you for that challenge yeah. yeah absolutely um now another question that i mean we've harped you with questions for now 50 minutes we love to put the ball on your court and uh do you have any questions for us uh yeah if you look at if you look at your your four years um spent spent in a in a in a education system post post high school um what's the what's the greatest value within like 10 words or less and and, and the reason i ask i have i have so many of my of my um of my former athletes you know and they're they're currently trying to unpack that it's like um what did like what did this four years of investment give me or bring me because again more and more kids now are going oh i don't need to um i don't need to go get 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 a four-year degree um yet i look at the the people who do and if they can get really good at going here's what i got out of it because it's not job it's not money it's not very rarely is 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 that the thing they hold up what is that thing um because i think there's going to be a lot of people um of your younger listeners um who are going to value what your perspective is within everything that you're creating absolutely i can go first trying something new failing reflecting learning growing trying it again eight words try and get yeah so good i think i had 10 there so good um that's bravo leave it it at that that's yeah that's it (laughs) yep that's it i was gonna say i mean just simple three words willingness to learn yeah i can't i just think that fascination that never stop of the curiosity and being able to grasp and retain information and apply it to something you care about that was college the world's in a good place when the 20 year olds are getting better at speaking like five-year-olds in 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 a really in a really appreciative way Mm -hmm. um um with all the things that are happening like those answers are gold well i like what you did there because if you had asked that question, but said like just talk about it, no one it it doesn't have that same doesn't impact. resonate. It doesn't resonate, mm-hmm. and I yeah. think uh, your ability to um, be understood and what's rooted in that was that question saying, "Hold it to ten words, strong verbs, short sentences." Yeah, phenomenal. And then this is our last question, JC. What did you learn today from the moment that you woke up to when we're having this conversation right now? That that I'm on the right path. Uh, that's good. Every, every single day, it's so easy to go, gosh, what and why and what else could I be doing that would be easier? Um, uh, I'm daily reminded that, um, that it's all good. Um, and that we're doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, and that I love Minnesota. I mean, like, 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 even though you guys are like Colorado and Illinois boys, um, but again, there's, there's something really special about this little corner of the world. And I'm really proud to be from a couple minutes that way and live a couple minutes that way and work a couple minutes that way and still ask everyone if you know the, Oh, do you know this person? Um, even though there's 3 million people walking around these streets, um, in these nine counties, but everybody knows everybody, or at least we, we, we hope that they do because everybody, everybody need, need, needs to be known. Dude. Hell yeah. Well, that was one hell of a conversation, man. Uh, look forward to having you on again and hope uh, 
hope all is good with you, man. Where can we, where can people find you? Yeah. Um, the sweaty uh, nomad, the, right? The underscore sweaty underscore nomad on the Instagram. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, reach on out. I love chatting with people. Sweet. And you're also coaching at Orange Theory. Orange Theory, any Dinah. Any Dinah. Um, and then Orange Theory in Uptown. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully sooner or later, Orange Theory in the North Loop. Ooh. Hey. Phenomenal. That's a wrap. Thank you so much. Bye.